This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Going beyond the box score and the diamond. This is the show with the latest news and information on your hometown nine and the entire organization. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, welcome to another edition of Inside Twins from the manager's office here in Anaheim, California. Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. Rocco Baldelli, kind enough to be our guest today. It's uh, early morning as the team wrapping up a road trip to the West Coast. And Rocco, we certainly appreciate your time on a short turnaround. But let's start with the game last night because that was one that that was like one of Southern California's famous roller coasters. You went up, you went down, you went up, you went down again. As a manager, fans go up and down, and they can go to extremes. As a manager, you have to be the cool captain of the ship through through those uh, waves, as it were, late in the ball game. Internally, what? How are you functioning when when things are taking such crazy turns late in the ball game? Well, we've seen a lot of different kinds of games over the years, and and you play games out like this you know, at times, and sometimes you play a lot of them. It feels like we've played a lot of games like this this year um, in both directions, in all directions. But that being said, um, you know, as long as your team is going out there, uh, giving you the things that you ask them for, and and those things are, you know, preparation and um, effort and and things like that, um, you know there are going to be swings. You know there are going to be great times and tough times and things like that. Uh, you know, we go into that ball game. We have a, a two-run lead going into the last inning. That's exactly what you hope for every single ball game that we come out here and play. Um, to be in a situation like that is a, is a very good thing. So, uh, you know, we just have to execute. We have to close the door. We have to finish the game. Uh, and we're sitting here in probably a lot better mood uh, this morning if we're able to do that. But, um, you know, mentally, I mean, things happen around us all the time. Uh, and most of them are not things that you're going to react to very much in any way. Um, you're going to observe. You're going to learn from them. You're going to pay attention to them. You're going to uh, apply whatever you need to in the moment. But um, I think uh, for the most part, most of the time, and as we've seen lately, not all the time, but most of the time, uh, remaining calm and uh, just continuing on with the plan that you have for that game and that situation is what you have to do. It's not always easy when things are going up and down, but uh, being in the moment and uh, you know knowing what to do and not going too too far up and down emotionally uh, every single time something happens, certainly something that we, we try to do. Guys who've played for you say that one of your great strengths is communication and just having a feel for the room and not inserting yourself when it's not necessary uh, in terms of uh, over you know, complicating things. And that's something that I think you're really, really good at. So a day following a tough loss, do you just kind of sit back and read the room a little bit and then 
trust your instincts in terms of how to make sure you keep everybody picked up before the next first pitch? Yeah, and, and uh, we play, everyone knows our schedule, and we play a lot of games. And, um, you know, you can't, in my role or in Jace Tingler's role as bench coach or Pete Mackey's role as the pitching coach, every, every three days you can't go in the room elated and, and going nuts about something in particular or after some tough losses go in there and act as if the, the world is, is ending. We do pick and choose our moments. We do go in, and there have been times we've uh, blown up the clubhouse a little bit. There have been times where we go in there and have a, a really positive message. There are times you go in there and you, you want to just make the guys laugh for a minute, and you take a second to do something like that and get their mind off of um, what's going on. There's, there's no break uh, for these guys on, uh, you know, with the schedule that we play. Um, you know, it's, it's every day they come in here and I promise, you know, they go, they come in here, they work their butts off every single day, physically, uh, mentally in the training room, in the weight room, they do everything that, uh, that we ask them to do. So, you know, you give them a little space, you give them, um, you know, little respect and the ability to make their own adjustments. And one thing we also have is leaders in that clubhouse and guys that actually do some of these things, uh, for the staff and they do a very good job of those things. You mentioned Pete Mackey, and Pete is a gifted musician. And the other day I go down to get my coffee, and he has had them turn down the radio, and he's putting on a concert for about half an hour on the grand piano in the lobby of the hotel. He also travels with a guitar, and he told me that's how he centers himself to kind of get back from baseball and balance up so he can recharge and be ready for the next day. Everybody has a different way of doing that. What is your way of, of balancing? Um some of the things that uh, that I'll do, you know, whether it's taking a little break or getting out of the hotel or things like that, are uh, uh, listening to music. Um, obviously, uh, I've talked about this a few times, but um, I definitely enjoy my uh, my Grateful Dead and my my Fish and some of the, uh, you know, a lot of other kinds of music too. But but music is something that I love. I love going to shows uh, whenever possible. It's not something we can do very often during the season, but occasionally we can do stuff like that. I love going to uh, grab a coffee and just sitting down at a at a coffee shop every once in a while. And uh, over the last few years, especially, really one of the only other sports that I'll really turn into is uh, tune into is is watching a little soccer. And I like Liverpool and. I'll pay attention to that right now. And uh, there's actually in the background a little soccer going on, a little Premier League action uh, in the office right now. So th those are the things that I do to, to take it easy and breathe a little bit in between games. Well, our producer just ran screaming from the room trying not to get the score from the Premier League that he's probably taped for later on. How did this, the, the Liverpool affection come about? Because, you know, you've got a soccer ball on your desk here. You've been kicking it around uh, in the outfield to get a little exercise. And you got the scarves in your office, the whole bit. How, what's the, the tie? Well, I've, I've always, I played as a kid and, and uh, played a lot of things as a kid. And, and coming up, you know, I used to watch the, the fantasy, the football, you know, and play the fantasy football. And I, you know, watch a little bit of the Celtics and things like that. But um, as time has gone on, I've, you know, watched a lot of soccer from afar, not really got too dialed into it, but I basically looked around. I have a few really good friends who uh, follow it very closely. I always listen to what they're talking about. Um, none of none of them were following uh, or, or supporting Liverpool, um, and I followed some of the matches, and I really, you know, I enjoyed what they were uh, 
what they were what they were doing. They they seem like a real quality club um, and some fun players to watch. So I started following them a little bit more and a little bit more, uh, and then they started you know really playing well. And then I really started jabbing some of my buddies on some of the w- the ways that their teams were playing, and it just kind of it just kind of happened like that. Um, you know, basically because I like the players that they have. That's what really what it came down to. You are a guy who likes to experience the world a little bit. Is that something in the future, non-off-season time, where where we're going to see you uh, amongst the the supporters at a Liverpool match? Maybe someday. I, I would lo- I would actually love to go um, and have, have thrown around the idea of going with the. With a few people, um, Ali and uh, Louisa at home. I don't know if they're going to be able to go to London and you know maybe in the off season and go watch a match or anything like that yet. Uh, but someday I would I would love to go do that with them as well. See, that is truly Inside Twins. The show is Inside Twins. Rocco Baldelli is our guest. It's brought to you by Killerbrew Root Beer. Take a quick break. We'll come back and talk a little bit about pitching, and that's coming up on your home for Twins baseball. Back on Inside Twins with Rocco Baldelli. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. And Rocco, I want to talk about pitching in a broader sense, but also in a very specific sense, because last night we watched Dylan Bundy not give up a hard-hit ball. We watched Caleb Thielbar dominate. Now, the ending wasn't what you wanted it to be, but it looked for all the world for those first eight-plus innings like a pitching plan executed to perfection. And it's funny how the game of baseball looks so much more beautiful when you're watching quality pitching. Yeah, um, and we've had some guys have some really nice, uh, you know, outings and some really nice seasons so far for us. Uh, it really uh, looked good coming together yesterday. Um, Dylan went out there and did his job. It lined up really nicely for for Caleb to come in the game and face some of their good left-handed bats and. Uh, he's been throwing the ball really, really well um, lately. Uh, we know what Duran has done this year uh, for us. Uh, obviously, gave up um, you know one yesterday on a ball, you know, to a, in a unique ballpark in a place in the ballpark where it's probably not going to go in almost any other ballpark. But it's a homer here, and that's that's the reality of it. Um, and and really going into the ninth inning, that's exactly what you want to see from your pitching staff. I mean, the last two games have been pitched very very well and uh, we're going to win a lot of ball games and when we're in those spots we do have to close it out we've got to find a way to finish uh put together a collective effort you know more than one day in a row we gotta we gotta find a way to do that two three four days in a row um and and continue to do our jobs but uh i liked what i saw for the most part just a quick detour because you mentioned that home run isn't that also kind of a baseball moment i know you were on the wrong side of it but you've got a guy throwing a million miles an hour You've got a unicorn in Shohei Otani, and you've got the greatest living defensive center fielder leaping at the wall to almost catch it. I thought he did catch it from where I was sitting. And for a sport that you know talks about how do we attract viewers, how do we capture these moments, that to me was three amazing, unique individual talents all combining for one moment. Yeah, I think those are the, the types of plays and the types of moments in our game that, that everyone lives to see. I think our fans are tuning in at home to see something along those lines play out um you never know what's going to happen when you're watching a ball game but when you see you know those types of athletes out there doing their thing really anything is possible um and uh you know that's not what what we wanted like you said result wise but uh uh, you know you add it all together and it's something that people are going to tune in for and we enjoy watching those players too even from the dugout we get to watch great players every single day but uh, when you combine all that, that that that's that's the mix and that's uh that's when baseball gets really really fun when i was a kid there was a slogan on tv it was called the more you know and i want to apply that to pitching because the more we know you look at 
better ways to get out, say, 16, 17, and 18 than historically. Just the numbers bear out. Third time through the order, pitchers having a harder time than ever. Your career has spanned a time when guys were going to go nine innings or considered it a failure to the opener to, to now we're maybe more cognizant of batters faced and pitches thrown. Is it just a constant adjustment mindset-wise in terms of what – quality starting pitching looks like because we are so ingrained in what it looked like a long long time ago yeah it's hard to get away from what um what you've grown up watching at least from my point of view and uh but all that being said i've also had you know a ton of just very good informative helpful uh conversations i'm talking over 20 years that have kind of shaped the way that i think about things and everyone has had their own experiences they've come from different organizations they've thought about things in different ways um i'll be very honest i i love a good starting pitching uh effort when a guy goes out there and throws seven or eight or nine innings and i know we don't see that as often as we used to these days uh, but those things are still very possible in our game and even with the group that we have right now um you know when you look at things like you know what is the best way to get through say the sixth inning after your starter has given you five good innings and you're sitting there and going you know it's not I'm not I'm not looking ahead like can our guy give us eight I'm looking at uh and thinking about things in in one way what is the best way to get through the sixth inning uh and not let them score and treating it one inning at a time um and that that's kind of the way that I generally think about things and we could we could actually look at that example of last night we look at Dylan Bundy going out there gives us five good innings hasn't really thrown very many pitches at all um you know you look at just what those innings looked like you look at the uh uh things like uh contact being hard or not hard you look at swing and miss you look at a lot of different things what he looked like physically how he was throwing the ball and then you combine that with you know who's coming up you know you have Otani coming up um, what is the best way to get through the next three outs um, and in that instance you know we went with Caleb Thielbar we went with Caleb to go out there and get the job done which he did in uh, in this game uh, there's there's never really a firm right or wrong answer you don't know what's what would have happened in the moves that you didn't make all you could know is uh, what you did and how it played out and you got to live with that every time and it's it's not always easy I spent some nights at home thinking about it over and over again uh, but you know last night and the way that that we handle things here uh, most of the time I do feel comfortable with the uh, with these moves um, but again not always the easiest things to pull the trigger on I think you're uniquely positioned to have some insight onto the topic of you know pitchers who maybe went a third time through the order and did they give up more Yes, but it wasn't as dramatic as it is now. Do you put that more on the information wave, the max effort? I mean, pitches are harder. The breaking balls are nastier than they've ever been. Uh, that you can empirically prove. Uh, do you look at the changes hitters have made in terms of preparation? Because it is a different game, uh, and, and that is a, a change that has happened right before our eyes. Yeah, pitchers have um, pitchers have changed a lot. The hitters have changed a lot. The, 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 the quality of the hitters and the plans that they have going into the game, uh, they get pretty specific. They get you know almost scientific at times, um, maybe even too much so. But all that said, they are ready, and when they see more and more pitches from a particular pitcher more and more times through the order, it's not really debatable at this point that um, you know pitchers are going to have a tougher time getting through a lineup a third time especially when you're talking about facing
facing their best hitters uh, in that um, you know sixth inning kind of area of the game many many times you're going to come in to the game and you're going to have to continue either let the guy continue facing an Otani uh, an award and you know if, if Mike Trout was healthy that's who you're facing the third time through uh, when these guys are really dialed into the stuff that that starting pitcher is throwing again uh, I, I I think we're going to see some games where our guys continue to pitch we've seen Tyler Malley go into the uh, you know, sixth inning, and really con- we've considered just continuing to send them out there into the seventh inning, uh, you know, a couple times now. But um, we're going to see this, but uh, the, the adjustments that those hitters have made have made things uh, a lot more difficult in the decision-making process. It's a fascinating and continuing evolution of the game. We'll take a break. Come back. One final segment with Rocco Baldelli on your home for Twins Baseball. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Final segment of Inside Twins. We wrap up a uh, contest here on the left coast, and it truly has been the left coast. Three straight left-handed starters for the Angels uh, against the Minnesota Twins. Series to be won here today. You're going to have Chris Archer on the mound. We're talking about pitching Archer, very different pitcher than he was in his early days of his career. But when he's been able to pitch for you know three, four innings, he has been very sharp of late. Now, early in the year, I think there was a thought he's ramping up to be something that he probably just isn't at this point in his career. How excited are you at him just being what he is? Yeah, uh, Arch has done a very good job for us. He's given us exactly what we thought we were going to get or we were hopeful to get. You know, you can always sit there and and wonder and think, hey, you know, just like he was uh, 27 years old, are we going to be able to just send him out there and and let him go six and and 105 pitches? That's probably not who he is, as you said. He's worked very, very hard, his off-season program, his spring training, which, you know, was mainly at home and not even really with us, was was put together, executed very well. And it's allowed him to go out here and give us, you know, usually 75-ish pitches um, of, of quality stuff. Uh, you know, does his body allow him to do more than that? Uh, may, maybe on occasion. But uh, it's not something we're going to look to do. I think we're, we're, we're going to have to be um, happy to let him go out there, pitch us somewhere to the fourth or fifth inning, and then uh, allow us to go to somebody else and, and almost treat it like a, like a piggyback game uh, or, or you know a bunch of bullpen action after that. But um, with the way he's pitched, we're really pleased about what we've gotten. Um, there's no way we can't be. A guy that's uh, he's, he's missed a lot of time. We have, to, we have to look at that. He talks about that a lot. But um, he hasn't allowed any of that to affect him. I think he's also very happy with himself and the way that he's thrown the ball so far this year. 
So knowing that, big day for a guy like Cole Sands, right? A big opportunity because he's really the the, the one guy who is ready for, for probably to be really stretched out behind a guy like Chris Archer. And when Sands was thrown into the fire against Toronto, his best outing probably is a big leader. Yeah, Cole has really started mixing his pitches really well. When we first got Cole, first started looking at him, it was it was pretty straightforward. He attacked a lot of hitters with basically the fastball and, and the one breaking ball that he was throwing at the time. And he'd, he'd get most of his uh, throw most of his pitches kind of in that world but the changeup has become a real thing for him it's become a weapon it's something that he throws to left-handers and right-handers now um, and, and it's something that we're going to see more of I think from him I think the way he's manipulated his breaking balls in different ways tried to throw him a little harder tried to get a little more sweep and done different things with them he's going to have to make these sort of adjustments and he's already starting to do that so that is nice and and as you mentioned with Arch going today depends how the game goes I think the next pitcher in could be Sands. I think the next pitcher in also could be McGill, depending on what Archer is able to give us the score and really what point in the game we're at. As a player, you know how hard it is to hit major league pitching, and you know that everybody goes through these phases. With what Max is fighting right now, do you just stay away from him? Do you offer words of encouragement? Do you just let he and David Popkins work through it? How do you manage that as a manager, as a guy who cares about Max, also as a guy who needs Max to produce? Right. Uh, Max is, he's a big, you know, he's a huge member of this group. I mean, with the kind of player that he is, the way he plays right field, and really the kind of at-bats that he has, we do rely on him. Obviously, coming back from the toe injury, getting back in the lineup, uh, the production, you know, hasn't been there. He hasn't put the swings in the ball, uh, really, that, that he hopes to. He's looked fine, but he really hasn't gotten any any production out of it. Um, do, you, do you pat him on the back and... Uh, you know, put your arm around him a little bit and, and talk to him and, and walk him through it a little bit. Of course you do. Um, also, you know, we're gonna, we'll get him, get him off his feet, say, today and, and let him regroup a little bit. We could see him out there and, and get him out there for the game. But, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with taking a day. He might need it at this point. Um, I do think, you know, more than anything, it's probably just getting your confidence back. You get your first knock. Uh, it doesn't even have to be hard hit. It can be really be anything. And he's probably back and in a really good spot just by doing that. This game is a real funny, uh, interesting game. The mental side of the game due to the schedule and the grind of being here every day and playing and producing every day is very real. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping I was hoping for a little squibbler just to get the, you know, get everything working in his direction. Um, but uh, we may see that later on today if he gets in there. Rocco, best of luck today winning a series with the Angels. Fantastic kind of wide-ranging conversation today. We'll let you get your eyes on the Liverpool final uh, before we come out here and see what the Twins can do to the Angels today with Chris Archer on the mound. Our show is called Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are born. We've got a lot more still to come. We, of course, have our pregame lineup card, the Adana Realty pregame lineup card coming up next. And, of course, we'll have the call of the ball game from right here in the sunshine of Southern California. It's the Twins and the Angels coming up next. Do stay with us all day long right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.